Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. friends hello friends i'm shen and i'm lay and welcome back to the welding nut podcast I welcome love back bomb mom shirt i am listen i always Mine does it. not fit me i'm so i'm like shocked that you have I, yours on right now mine <laughs> does. I, i'm convinced i stretched mine out because i it fits me um what's it called yeah this is like we have multiple versions so both versions fit which i'm so happy about wow um <laughs> But I know we need to get like more merch. We just need to get it. Like we need to get more comfy merch because I'm telling you, that's that's going to be my my outfit postpartum. Yeah. I'm going to try and wear it during labor. I'll take a video. <laughs> that's so cute. Mine is yeah. completely a belly top now. OK, so then maybe we need to get new ones because that would be the other. That's the, that would be the ultimate adorable pick selfie of us both in labor wearing bomb mom shirts. Yeah, that there's, is true. That is the bombest thing a mom can do. But anyways, friends, tell me. I mean, I already know how you're doing, but I want to hear it anyway. Tell me how you're doing. How are you, friend? Pregnancy-wise, I'm okay. Just, you know, the run-of-the-mill tired. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. I'm used to that by now. I just have had an annoying lingering cold for a week now. And it won't go away. And I'm so annoyed about it because, yeah, again... Having a toddler at home with you all day, being pregnant and now being sick is not ideal for anyone. No. no. <clears throat> it's so, so, I love my daughter, but it's so annoying. <laughs> I know. I have to say that. I can't tell her she's annoying, but I say it under my breath all the time. I say it all the time. <laughs> More times than I'm like, than I probably should be willing to admit, but I'm just like, you're so what mommy I'm you're so what a blessing what a treat <laughs> you're such a treat to have oh thank the lord thank the lord and again multiple truths can coexist you can absolutely adore your kids and still find them annoying seriously I'm trying my best but man oh man I just like cannot wait for my husband to clock out yeah so I can just send her off I was like all right bye 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 pretty much <laughs> like Leon's like, you know, we're like in super grind mode because he's like, okay, now the baby's coming. I got to make sure that, you know, our finances are stuff together. So he's working like double, triple overtime. So he's working all weekend and he was so happy about it. He's like, yeah, I'm working all weekend. I'm like, yay. <laughs> Great. <laughs> How about you? How is your week going? Um, I'm doing okay. I'm just uh, trying to get my bearings together. Um I mean, it's not time yet, but I feel like, you know, at this point, I'm still going to I'm going to I'm going to say it because I feel I'm still so proud of myself. I'm riding that high. Um, So I did take Yara to Florida. 
uh, last week. And I feel like I'm still. Okay, well, <laughs> we will go again. Um, but I took it to Florida and I'm super tired from that. I feel like I haven't really slept since. Like, I feel like I've just been going, going. Cause I, I took her, I got back and started teaching summer school right away. Um, but only yesterday when we had this massive countrywide outage <laughs> did I have an opportunity to kind of sit down and reflect on life because I had, you know, didn't have access to connect <laughs> with the outside world. And I was just like, wow, like you really did that. Like, I'm really proud of myself for doing that. Cause that was really hard. And I was really nervous about it. And I know, like, I feel like our generation of mothers were like, okay, like, yeah. And like some of these moms have, have come to like, they've like immigrated to new countries with pregnant three kids, like 17 suitcases. Like they've done it. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but I think, I don't know for us, maybe new age parents. <laughs> Yeah, these things are far more daunting. So I was worried and overwhelmed having to, okay, wait, I was overwhelmed and having like to do it all. Like I was like, how am I going to do this pregnant? How am I going to lift a carry on over my head? How am I going to push a stroller? How am I going to push? Like I was just freaked out and I had voiced that on the. And you know what? It's also pretty chaotic traveling right now with what's going on and how, um, the airports are right now like I can't imagine absolutely how nerve-wracking that would be absolutely so that's the other thing thank you so much for mentioning that which is that like traveling now is not like traveling like what it used to be it's crazy Mm -hmm. so I was stressed so the fact that I was successful in making it like there and back she's alive I'm alive praise God sorry yeah so we had one small hiccup where (laughs) I'm telling you kids kids when they're deliriously tired and when they're in a new environment. So I'm at the gate giving her or looking for her boarding pass. And I see her throughout like, like my, the corner of my eye walking towards the fire alarm. Oh my God. And I'm like, what's happening? <laughs> so I'm like trying to get the boarding pass. I'm like, Yara, and I'm calling her name. I'm calling her name. She's not answering. Cause like, I remember she's like sleep deprived at this point. I'm just like deliriously walking towards the fire alarm. And it's just open. It's just open and ready to be pulled. Just ready to be pulled and shut the whole airport down. <laughs> I'm like calling her. Thank God another mother's like, Yara, Yara, honey. (laughs) All the mothers in unison jump together. And they're like, we, this is as a collective, we need to come together. I just like literally toss my boarding pass and my passport. I jet towards her super up so fast. I'm like, I'm like, if you pull that, you're going to shut the whole airport down. She looks so freaked out. But I was like, oh my God, we were, we were making, like, we're doing well. And we almost had like, a major, major, major infraction. I'm sure there's a fine that comes with that. Like, probably, yeah. <sighs> I can imagine. But that's hilarious. <laughs> it was hysterical. It was when the other moms started jumping in that I started dying. <laughs> the moms are there because like, Yara, Yara, honey. <laughs> oh, man. Like, not today, please. <laughs> <laughs> not today. <laughs> so anyways, uh, I'm doing well. Was, yeah, yesterday was rough, but I'm still kind of riding the high from one of the hardest things. Yara, one sec. I'm riding the high from one of the hardest things that I've ever done. So happy birthday. Kudos to you. I don't know if I do it. You can do it. I know I can, but I don't know if I want to. (laughs) I don't know if that's for me. (laughs) It's true. That's that's (laughs) the key point. It's like, I did. Would I want to do it again? Mm, Probably not. Like, why? Like, (laughs) it's not when I have a a partner. Um, or someone else that I could take mm-hmm. with me, but I could that's, not imagine 
not tag teaming winter. <laughs> winter is like five people. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's crazy. Um, but friends, lucky, lucky, lucky us today. We do not get to check in alone. We get to check in with someone who we know and love because she's been on the show before. Returning, we have to have her come so back. <laughs> I love this. When Shen's like, let's have Cindy back again. I'm like, let's. <laughs> hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. <laughs> it's so awesome when we do this. I don't know if you guys remember, but we had <laughs> Cindy on a few seasons ago. And we were talking about temper tantrums. So we know that she is good with the facts when it comes to our toddlers. Um, so we're happy to have her back. How are you doing, Cindy? Thank you for having <laughs> me back. Absolutely. We told you we were going to bring you back. We need help. <laughs> I still remember our conversation. It was such a good one, too. And It I, was. And I upgraded my life a little bit. I have a desk now. I, I remember I was... <laughs> I recorded from I'm in the basement that's where my office is but I didn't have anything any I only had a mic at that point and I had mm-hmm. attached it to like a kid desk and I was sitting on the floor <laughs> but now like you know I got a desk same I have a desk too now good old shout out to Ikea yes. <laughs> how are you doing how is your week going you know it's been a I can relate to you I'm not sick I feel my throat today is itchy so I know it's coming but my three kids have been sick and it's been a week of one starting you know not sleeping for two three nights the next Mm -hmm. one starts not sleeping for two three nights so I basically haven't really slept since last Friday now we're a week later oh my gosh it's been a rough time and now I know that I'm getting sick and there's absolutely no energy left to be sick but that's life (laughs) oh but besides that it's good and I'm excited for you guys I'm excited for both of you with this new adventure <laughs> coming up uh, and, and this will be a good conversation I think because a lot of people can relate to that and that's a very common you know um, question that I get from parents when a new baby's coming like what do we do <laughs> so mm-hmm. it'll be nice to speak about that because there's a lot of different answers to that <laughs> for sure mm-hmm. and we have the questions because <laughs> our girls <laughs> They've been on 10,000 since, I don't know, maybe since our bellies started showing. Mm. So a lot of things have been topsy-turvy mm. um, in different areas of their lives. So we'd love to get some insight on how to manage them. But before we do, let's not forget to nominate our mom moms. So we're going to ask you today if you have someone in mind that you want to shout out to be a bomb mom for the week. Mm. It's so hard. I know so many people that like work so like just do so much you know um Mm -hmm. but I don't know I'm gonna you know what I'm gonna take it back to is it does it have to be a celebrity or like somebody that I know (laughs) doesn't matter oh okay because I'm you know I was listening to your stories before about like you know having the kids and and running around and some people travel and they have like 10 kids or they immigrated here with like so many kids and I think Mm -hmm. back to my grandmother 
who who had was pregnant, had two kids. It's not many kids. She came from a family of 17. Damn. Um, <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> shout out to her mom. But like <laughs> right. But my grandmother, her husband was in the Navy. So she was always alone. And that's oh. so hard. Wow. So anybody who's going through that, you know, or even when you're alone on weekends, any I'm gonna just put it out to those who don't have that extra support sometimes. Like mm-hmm. shout out to them because those moments I can't even imagine how hard it is whether it's a trip whether it's a weekend or just you know a couple of years where the partner is not there or whatever it is like it's hard it's hard being a mom so yeah shout out to you. I love that yeah <laughs> you made me think about that with your story I was like yeah that's not it's not easy what you did no I, you're yeah you're so right absolutely 100 I thought the same thing because I was like you know the, the entire time I was like oh my gosh like yeah like well, leading up to it, not once I was there, I was fine. But leading up to it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, this is so hard. This is so hard. And then I, I thought very much like what you just said. I'm like, mm. yeah, but Le- Leanne, like, this is the reality for a lot of moms. Like, if you don't have a partner, like, you're not going to not vacation. Mm. You're not going to not like, you know, you're going to do these things. If you don't mm. have the support system or someone like a, a family member or a friend who can accompany you, you're going to go. Mm. So, mm. you know, just think instead of like harping on like how scary it is, how hard it's going to be. Um, and of course, you know, still give yourself grace to feel those feels. Mm-hmm. Um, but think about like how fortunate you are. This is just temporary. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. just it's just a temporary thing. It's not something that you have to consistently deal with because you're right. Shen and I have been very vocal, um, especially this season, about the, the, the benefit of having a solid, reliable partner. Mm. It's unmatched. It's mm-hmm. really unmatched. So yeah, without that, I don't know. So I I, I love and that. Even, even those little moments though, as moms with a partner, but we do a lot on our own with the kids. Like I remember True. I had a lot of anxiety around doctor's appointments. So I was always home with all three. They didn't go to daycare. So by the time I had my third, every doctor's appointment with that newborn was with two other kids, a toddler and a, you know, a, a newborn, a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Damn. And I was like, I would dread oh those moments. I was like, oh, not another doctor's appointment. Like, I just can't, we just do it on the phone. And then the pandemic actually started later on, but it was, so I guess my, I got my my wish. You willed it into existence. (laughs) Yeah, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But just to say, I, those moments when we're alone with them, you know, whether it's going to the grocery store or now Mm -hmm. you'll have two. And I remember the anxiety around even just going to Walmart at the store and it's like, okay, what do I get? What do I take first? The car seat. Okay. Pull that out. Oh, my toddler's going to run yeah. away. Come hold my hand. Mm. My four-year-old's still small. Don't run into the parking yeah. lot. And I remember just so much stress around those moments. So it's those moments where we're alone. And we often are that are so hard for us, especially with multiple kids. That's so true. Cause that's how I feel like right now, like everything is such a struggle just going by myself alone. And now when mm. I have to go grocery shopping, I am a little bit anxious because mm. I know that my daughter Winter is going to be, you know, trying to run through the aisles, trying to grab things, mm-hmm. put them in the cart. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, do I want to bring a stroller? But then I won't have enough space to put all my groceries. Yeah. And then yeah. like when she's in the cart, she's still trying to reach or she's mm-hmm. trying to like yell and ask for things. And I'm like, oh, I just want to get my stuff and go home. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and everything exactly. is such an adventure. Yeah. Because with, with a toddler, within <clears throat> it's in ourselves, right? We can be staying calm, and mm-hmm. and that's actually a big a big part of when we have multiple kids. And even for myself, like I ignored the warning signs of like my mental health kind of deteriorating, not deteriorating, but not being well. Mm-hmm. By the yeah. time I had my second one, it was like oh, I felt that it was hard and things were different. But by the time I had my third one, I crumpled. I was like, okay, something is wrong. Like I, I but it's because I I let all the overwhelm of the second one 
I, I kept it inside. I, I kind of tried to do everything on my own and mm-hmm. didn't talk to anybody about those moments of like, ah, grocery mm-hmm. shopping is making me nervous or leaving the house is making me nervous. Yeah. And then the anxiety just blew up by the third one. So it's it's really important that we do let it out, let our partners know, let somebody know, a parent, just to have the conversation with a friend of like, you know, every time I go to the grocery store, I've noticed I get super nervous, just letting it out. Um, mm-hmm. And then we become more aware of those moments as well. And maybe we can have strategies, you know, like, but I remember being at the grocery store with the three of them and the baby's crying, the toddler's not happy, you're trying to grab something and the four-year-old's like, I want to go home because this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. my brothers are it's crying weird. and they're yeah. like, yeah, I just want like granola bars. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it was hard, you know, and, and you will have those moments where your baby's crying and your, your older one is not happy. And, and then yeah. it all becomes on us, right? Like it doesn't matter what we say when a child is crying, their, their brain's in that fight or flight mode. So they're, their brain's not listening to us. Now I've taught my, ch- my children, my older two to say that, that when emotions are big, we can't think and we can't hear. We can't mm. think the same way. And it's true because mm. that emotions part of the brain communicates with the frontal lobe, which tells us what to think and how to rationalize these emotions. But in those moments, we're like parents, like in the wild, right? We're in the, we're, <laughs> we have a child having a tantrum or a kid crying and we're like, it's okay. You're fine. And they don't care. They're just, yeah. they want to cry or have that tantrum. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of like we try to stay calm in front of everybody in public and we're not we're not inside so as long as we have an outlet some sort of outlet after that moment I, it doesn't matter what it is a coffee uh <laughs> you know uh, a phone call uh, a granola bar that you love whatever it is something that to you brings you joy in that moment and you're like oh this is good okay the moment has passed Another one will come maybe in two minutes, <laughs> maybe in two hours. <laughs> all I've, that, all I've yeah. got is two minutes. Yeah. That, you <laughs> never know. You never know with like young kids. Um, but yeah, that's the hard part with multiple kids. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, <laughs> it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just, I think we have to be aware of taking care of ourselves. Yeah. Right. So then the work can start now, like in a moment when your child's having a tantrum, what's what triggers you the most like I had to I started journaling about like my emotions just emotions like okay I noticed so now for myself I know that I'm triggered more easily at bedtime because I'm tired and I want them to go to bed (laughs) I want I Mm -hmm. want it to end in a way you know like okay go to bed that's enough so I know that little things will trigger me more or if you're in public sometimes like for me it's just like you're embarrassed so you're like okay I I might snap more easily because I, mm-hmm. I don't want people to, I'm, I'm nervous. People are looking at me. I just want you to stop it. You know, and you, mm-hmm. you clench your teeth, stop it. <laughs> you just yeah, like, yeah. Stop crying. and, and, and I, the more I became aware of that, I started building on itself, the compassion part of like, th- everybody goes through this, not just you. And, and so it's not a bad thing that they're going through this, but it's just the way you speak to yourself and the way you, you manage these difficult moments with multiple kids that eventually they become easier. And it's not because your child changed, it's because you changed how you're thinking about it. So it's really that part. So it's not, it's, it's okay. <laughs> You'll get through it. It's just how we work on ourselves. Thank you for that. <laughs> I think I need to hear that now. Supposed yes. to later on when I'm going through it. Yeah. <laughs> Self-compassion. That's a good, yeah. 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 I mean, I'll need to hear it again, but I'm glad. <laughs> Just played a little recording. Yeah. yeah I'm going to listen to this a few times because yeah. uh, I'm already, already anxious about all of those trips. I'm even anxious about school. Mm. Like just taking her because like, yeah, I'm even anxious about that. Like my husband will be off for a little while. And then I think my mother-in-law is going to come. But like the reality is, it's like, yeah, more than likely I will be, not more than likely, I will be dropping her to school and bringing a newborn. 
every time like, yes. come in with the newborn help her like it's ah that gives me anxiety a lot but 100 yeah. percent. i think i had the same thing and had a little like freak out and i think it translated through the stroller i know i mentioned it on mm-hmm. social media yeah like i i was i didn't realize like i was just so anxious because joe started a new job so he couldn't take that much time off anymore because it's mm-hmm. so new so he's only gonna get like a week or two and yeah. <clears throat> I was like, great. Now I have to take her to school every day and it will just be a few weeks after my due date or after I'll give birth and I'm going to have a brand spanking new baby. What am I going to do? What if the baby is like cranky and mm-hmm. has to walk with her to school and she's nervous or she has like she's scared. Yeah, she has. An issue, I just started yeah. getting so overwhelmed. I'm like, I need a top of the line stroller so I can carry them both because what if she tries to run away? And I was just like freaking out about all of that. And I realized I was just anxious about being alone mm-hmm. after I give birth. But eventually I just told my mom she's going to have to come every day. <laughs> if you don't move in with me, you better be here at seven o'clock. Every <laughs> That's amazing. Morning. Shout out to the grandmas. <laughs> That's live close by. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But I'm glad that you, I hope you both can get help. And that's, you know, but I think also in planning ahead, right? Knowing that you have to have, bring them to school. Like I, I forget who it was or somebody on social media said, do something today. So the present, the future you will think the past year or something like, like tomorrow's mm-hmm. you. I don't know how they had worded it, but basically if you plan for tomorrow and, or you have something for breakfast that's already made or, you know, already packed the night before yeah. or the, everything is ready to go then things are easier for you the next day, no matter how tired you are that night before, if you actually take the few minutes to get it done the next day, you have less work to do. And you'll say thank you to the the you of yesterday. Yeah. (laughs) Cause it'll make it easier. Um, Definitely. Yeah. And there will be moments when everybody's crying and nobody's happy. Nobody wants to go to school or whatever it is. Um, (laughs) But you know, let the moment happen and then either talk about it to yourself, like record something, journal something, just speak to somebody, but let it out. The more we let it out, the better it is for us, for our brain. Awesome. So let's double back before we get too far ahead with having the two kids and how to manage. But we wanted to, well, the reason why we invited you back is because we wanted some insight from you on how to help transition our girls Mm. to kind of prepare themselves for another person joining the family. Um, Because I think... Over the last couple months, Lee and I have been noticing some behavioral changes with the girls, especially once our tummy started showing. Mm. I feel like there was a lot of regression in certain areas. Um, for me, um, for me, there was a lot of sleep regression with Winter and a lot more or like new to me was her having tantrums. Mm -hmm. So Winter never used to have tantrums before. And now she's having a lot of meltdowns. She wants a lot of, I think also it's because I'm not giving her as much attention as I used to, because I don't have the energy. Um, I was probably the parent that did more of the playtime and taking her out. We used to go out every day. And now I barely go out with her because physically I'm exhausted so her Mm -hmm. dad has now taken over that role and she's craving more attention from me in other ways so I feel like I don't know what example you have lay that she can speak to um my example is yeah very similar so um although although I'm not the primary play parent I gotta (laughs) 
<laughs> I want to say that I am. I'm like, oh yeah, we play all the time and I'm her favorite person to play with. No, my husband <laughs> definitely is like a life-size kid. So he is that guy and has maintained that. So that's pretty cool. Um, but I'm noticing it. I noticed it most with um, drop-offs. Mm-hmm. So like from Yara's been attending Montessori since she was 14 months old, no tears. Every now and again, we'd have a little bit of a meltdown, a drop-off, but no, for the most part, she was fine. And then my belly started showing and it was a game changer. Mm. Consistent, like hysterical crying at drop-offs, like n- nonsensical, like. That's okay, okay Leigh, honestly, it's fine. Okay, cool. Just like <laughs> nonsense, like it's like, it's just, it was crazy. It was crazy, it was crazy. I was freaking and I'm like, what's happening? It was so bad that there was one day where I broke down crying, like in the car, mm-hmm. because I'm just like, I just don't know what to do. I don't know if this is ever going to stop. And it's, again, it wasn't just like, you know, a few tears. It was like pulling, like, it was just, mm-hmm. it was very, very elaborate. Um, And then one, one day she's like, mommy, I'm not going to cry anymore. I'm like, why? And she's like, I don't want to. And I'm not joking. She just stopped. Like, I'm just, literally just, just, just like that. I was like, so this has been a matter of choice the entire time. This is all these meltdowns where I'm melting down, you're melting down, your teachers are messaging me like, you know, she's doing okay, but she's still asking for you. And yeah, so that has been very strange. Um, so we did kind of like, you know, over, overcome that, but I, it was intense, that separation anxiety. Um, it's happening also by, um, by way of sleep where she doesn't like, like she'll wake up in the middle of the night and want Leon and myself to be with her. Um, and yeah. she also is a finger sucker. So she sucks these two fingers mm-hmm. and she used to primarily do it during, like when she was ready for bed, like, like when she was tired. Now I find that she's doing it like all day. And I feel like that also is new. It just like, it's so, I feel like it's synonymous with me being pregnant. So, I mean, and we just had a, a trip to a specialist a dentist specialist and they're like yeah you got to try and cut that out so So, I know yeah so yeah there's been a couple of different things here that I've noticed for sure um but your insight would be so helpful yeah so a Mm -hmm. few things you guys mentioned have to do with the transition right this new thing that's happening is transitions are very difficult for kids even just the transition of like having to leave the park it's it's not easy but now this is a really big transition that they're seeing Mm -hmm. every day the reminder from your belly right of like something new is coming and I have no idea and it, it could be not anxiety provoking, but like, just like it's the unknown and the unknown causes us to be stressed and the unknown causes them to be worried about it. Mm -hmm. And it comes out as behavior. So that's why we always talk about like this sort of, I think Dr. Mona Delahook talks about these, these uh, icebergs, these behavior icebergs. And we talk, they talk about in psychology too, where you have like the behavior, which is like not um, let's say having the tantrum at drop off, but what's under that, what's below the water, below the water is Something's ha- something, you know, there's a person in my mom's belly and I don't know if that person's going to take her away from me once it comes out. There's like all these questions of unknowns and the child can't answer that. So the what you guys mentioned um, from the drop off and the behavior changes and the tantrums, that's all part of that. The sleep might not be because is she also four? Is your daughter four as well? Yeah, she'll be four in December. Yeah, so there, there's a not a sleep regression, but like nightmares begin and the yeah, that's the what, parent. Yes. So developmentally, that wasn't linked to the pregnancy, but it's just that you're there. <laughs> you're, yeah, you're in that zone. <laughs> Timing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in terms of the sleep uh, part, if you guys struggle with that in the next couple of weeks or months, that's very developmentally appropriate. So the child might be afraid of the dark all of a sudden when they weren't before. Yeah. They might have nightmares. They might want to nope. make sure that you're still in the house because I don't mm-hmm. I don't see you when I wake up. Oh my god, are yeah. You home? 
So that's mm-hmm. something that will pass. Um, and it's it's always back to like the parenting style of balancing that comfort and sense, you know, that that empathy towards that emotion that they're having, mm-hmm. but the strict the 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 rules. So you have to sleep on your own, but I'll stay here with you for a little while or I'll cuddle with you, but then I have to go in my bed or whatever you guys yeah. do in your own home. Um, but you know, you don't wanna you, you just want them to know that they're safe. Um I, I've seen mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen like some suggestions also around like little drawing out a little heart and, and saying like this heart is for you it's from me to you and you can hold it while you see but little objects yes. or things oh. to connect you know so cute. Um, <laughs> but yeah that's the connection part they always want to be connected to you somehow and that's why this whole transition of a baby is is that connection going to be broken that's the number one fear they're not saying it they're not verbalizing it that way but they're doing it through behavior um, so it's it's very normal for them to behave this way. And and it's good that it's happening now because you can start the conversations around this. I don't know if both either of you have had conversations or what sort of conversations you've had with your child um, when it comes to the baby coming. Um, but, you know, you can have them now with, you know, even introducing a new doll or, you know, some sort of stuffed animal and saying we take care of the new, like this little baby. Do you want to help me, help, you know, asking them to help you set up certain things like here are the, where the diaper, the diapers are going to be here and I'm going to need your help when the baby comes. Like that's oh, one thing yeah. you have to be mindful for of is, is just really, um, because sometimes when the baby arrives, we tend to say like, don't touch it. Don't touch the baby. Don't be careful. Don't be, <laughs> don't hold it. Don't, don't do that. Don't throw the toy. Don't bite it. Don't script whatever it is, you know, like depending on the child's age, but we, we don't realize that we say a lot of no's around the baby and it looks like we're protecting the baby, but we're not taking care or connecting or protecting the other child. Mm. Um, so I always advise parents to flip the way you're, the language that you're using around the baby, where instead of like, don't hurt the baby or don't, I, or whatever it is, like the nose, what can your child do? And especially with both of you, your, your daughters are older. So it's easy to say like, or it's easier to say something like uh, hold it this way or the baby's sleeping. Yeah. Now. I know you want to hold the baby, but let's just wait for the baby to wake up or, you know, instead of like, no, you can't right now, <laughs> just switching it to something more positive. Mm-hmm. Cause then it doesn't look like there, there are no's all around this new human being in my house. And now what I can't do anything anymore. And then they're going to act out. Yeah. Gonna, their behavior is going to change. Um, so I don't know if that makes sense to you guys, but oh yeah. What sort of conversation that makes, had? that makes complete sense. I, I mm. think recently since we do a lot of pretend play um Mm. I've been showing her like how to hold a baby with her Mm. dolls Mm -hmm. so I'm kind of giving her responsibilities with her babies I love that and she's Mm -hmm. she's excited about it because she's like I can't wait to help with my brother because now I know how to feed baby I think that's neat I think I think like Yara we tried a little bit of that she was pretty resistant to it though she wasn't really up for it she's like that's not a baby and I'm like okay well I know but (laughs) we're just pretending we're just and I found her a little bit resistant and I at first I internalized that I'm like oh my god does that mean that she doesn't want a sibling does that mean that she's gonna be like like you know not like less inclined to like you know receive this baby when it comes but I realized because when we were away um my cousin just had a baby and she loves new babies so I just think that she's very excited for like the actual literal b baby to be here so I think maybe like for me I'm excited I'm hoping that she'll you know show me that she's excited when as we begin to decorate the room and things like that um but also not to get too caught up on how she behaves when we pretend Mm -hmm. because I thought like for sure I'm like oh my god this is what this means and when in fact it it wasn't actually a reflection of that but it could mm -hmm. be all over the place though because not pay any mind to 
dolls whatsoever until this very moment when oh. I was talking about baby. Mm. She hated dolls. They've been collecting dust for two years. <laughs> and then suddenly I was like, oh, this is how small your brother's going to be. And she'd be like, let me see. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you just never, you just never know. Honestly, That's I'm true. just like trying to play along with it as I go and, and make up things as I go. That's fair. Based on how she's feeling on the mm. day. I also have been trying to do their room because I'm going to have them share. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to get her input on what I should put in there for nice. her and him. Mm. And I think that's kind of exciting her as well. So I'm just trying to keep her as involved as possible. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think also we have to be aware of like the little moments. Like there might be moments where like a day where both your daughter's like, I don't want this baby. I don't need it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't need it in my house. And we have to remember that that's a very small moment in the big picture, right? Like the big picture is she, they, they do love the kids and they might have, it's like a moment where we don't feel like doing something or we're like, exactly. ah, a friend calls and you, they want to go out and you're like, no, I don't feel like it. It's not that we don't like that friend and it's not that we don't ever want to be with them, but it's just that moment. So we have to look at them as moments. Um, even true. when they're difficult moments, they're just a moment. It's not the big picture of everything. Um, and when we look at it as just a moment, we don't take it as personally about the relationship and we just say like okay they're allowed to have that moment do you want to go take some time on your own or mm -hmm. sometimes there's just a connection part we forget that or like you mentioned before too during your pregnancy you're not spending as much time with with uh, winter and you're not you know and it's normal because you're tired and you can't do the same things that you were doing before but how else are we connecting and not just doing the action but saying it out loud like I've noticed we haven't spent time together a lot for mm -hmm. it's been a while. I really miss you. You know, like, do you want to read mm -hmm. a book together? Something that falls within your boundaries of your energy, even mm -hmm. after when you have babies, you know, you'll be tired. There'll be moments where you don't even want to go outside and, you know, it might still be nice outside, but you just don't feel like it. And they might want to go, but you could say, I'm just really tired today. And, and I, but I want to make sure that you and I spend some time together because I was with the baby before. And now I want to be with you saying it out loud because your daughters are much older. They'll understand that. And then they they see that you're taking the time to connect so yes. not just reading a book and saying come let's read a book say, telling them why you're doing that and that you miss them it, it connects them and it reminds them that okay you know sometimes mommy's with the baby but sometimes she reminds she remembers that I'm here <laughs> and oh, we do that. we have those moments um and and yeah I, I think also when uh, when I was feeding the babies those were hard times because that's when all of a sudden your child's like mommy 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 <laughs> mm -hmm. and you're like I can't right now I can't move for the next hour <laughs> um and what I what I found was those moments of connections were through play um either pretend play that you can do while you're sitting or you know feeding your child mm -hmm. um but also these like scavenger hunts so preparing in advance and and going online and just googling like indoor like house scavenger hunts or uh, outdoor scavenger hunts if you're going for a walk um, and whatever it is but there are so many different printables for scavenger hunts and then you could tell your child okay can you find a pair of socks in the house <laughs> so while you're feeding your child they're going out and bringing it to you or you could say you can make uh -huh. your own scavenger hunt you could take pictures of items and then go on your phone and say can you find this uh, I don't know red doll in in the house and they'll say I know where it is I'm like well yeah I, I hit it and they have to go find it and then they go around the home and they look for it in their room or you know, whatever you could minimize the, the area where they're in. Um, but those are ways that you can play with them while still being busy with your baby. And then it, for me, it, it saved me, <laughs> especially by the time the third one came. <laughs> those are awesome it. tips. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so genius. <laughs> it, it really helped. Yeah. 
They yeah. don't have to move. I know, <laughs> no, right? they don't. But I know because I think also like society paints this picture of like perfection, which is like outings and and, and activities, yeah. planned activities and all these elaborate, like let's make the most beautiful papier mache butterfly. No, it's not going to happen if you have a newborn. It's not the reality. Yeah. <laughs> and so we have to simplify it and, and, you know, do whatever we can with them whenever we're able to. And we don't have to put mm-hmm. that pressure on ourselves. Yeah. Um, we just have to be aware of when to do it and to connect. The same way that we're going to want to, there's going to be moments where we have our own tantrums <laughs> as new parents with our partners because mm-hmm. we'll be like you haven't connected with me <laughs> i need yeah. you <laughs> like yeah. you know i miss you and we mm-hmm. we have the same behaviors as kids but just different because our frontal lobe is developed but we're going to want moments to connect so we have to do that with our kids too i love what you said about the moments about like not focusing too much on like not making the moment like the the entire picture and, and, yeah. and just like compartmentalizing it um because I definitely feel that way about my husband sometimes oh boy <laughs> it's just a moment it's, it's just like a moment. in this moment <laughs> yeah we're done we're not we're done but yeah. I mean the bigger picture is I love you but in this yeah. moment no yeah exactly <laughs> we all get that and and by the way I know that like having a new child in the home is hard on on us on the couple too and we have to um keep the communication going like about what you need and not we I, I've noticed, so I'm, I have a story about the stairs, the staircase in my house. My understanding is it's a universal thing that if I put like brand new toothpaste on the stairs to go upstairs, that you understand that it belongs upstairs, right? I, I that that's, oh I just God. grew up thinking that's universal, oh that we God. all believe that. If we buy new Kleenex boxes and they're on the steps to go upstairs, upstairs. that's the sign that it belongs upstairs. <laughs> but it's not universal. <laughs> I, I, I didn't know. So I remember building... <laughs> This is what I life. remember building the anger of like, it's th- like why it's been a day or two days or three days or four days. And I've been doing other things and toothpaste is still on the stairs. Like, just bring it up, just bring it. Um, and I remember telling my husband, like, instead of telling him like, Hey, can you bring the toothpaste? Like I would just expect it. And then I remember having the conversation with him saying, have you noticed that it's like, things are on the stairs and you never bring them up and I don't get it. It frustrates me. He's like, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> And I'll never forget that moment of, oh, you didn't? You had no idea? He's like, no. I'm like, oh, okay. Well, things belong upstairs when they're in the stairs. And that stopped. It just, (laughs) I just had to say it. It stopped. I I wish mine stopped. I'm going to, I should turn my camera to show you the towels that are currently sitting on the step. I just folded for two days that I've been sitting. That are supposed to go up, as well as things that I've collected that are down, that are supposed to go down into the basement. Oh my god! Like we have to say it, and we've had the conversation for the record. But I mean, I guess you know what? It's I'm just giving reminder because yeah, friendly reminder maybe. But yeah, just saying it. So if we're, I remember like you know, nursing my child like for like long periods of time, and sometimes a, a load of wash needed to go into the laundry, you know, and then. I would just expect it, but I, it would start like arguments because I would expect yeah. it rather than just say it. So I just think it's ask. important for us to just say like, Hey, there's, can you run a load of laundry or there are three dishes in the sink, which I know you saw, but can you wash them? Yeah. <laughs> just saying it, what our needs are. And it's the same with our kids, right? They're going to express their needs through their behavior. Um, we just have to communicate it, but yeah, <laughs> it helps. <laughs> Well, because those moments add up and then it's the anger and resentment, right? And then your child has a tantrum and you snap Mm -hmm. more quickly 
but it's not their fault. It's yes. because of an argument or something you're holding in. Yes. So that's why yeah. I'm saying all this because this will be amplified with more kids. Yes. <laughs> and and that's why I think it's important that we say that because I'm sure a lot of people will be in the same boat that I was and that, you know, we all end up at some point and we just have to remember to say what we need, not just think it, but say it. Amen. <laughs> that's an important reminder, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From I myself. Think, yeah. <laughs> I think once the the baby comes also and you're like being aware of the words you're using, I think the next step that maybe we should have a conversation around is playtime. Because that's something that comes up to me as well from parents is like, how do you play with a newborn and a toddler or like a four-year-old? You know, what kind? because they're they're playing differently. And now all of a sudden, let's say when the newborn is going to be one, there's different toys for the newborn, different toys for your four or five-year-old at that point. How do you get them to play together? And I think what you said before is really important that that pretend play is the best way to play with different age groups, because now you don't have to worry about small parts. You can have like things from your home that are safe, a wooden spoon, a bowl, uh, a -hmm. muffin tin, um, you know, whatever baking sheet or whatever you have or toys that are larger for pretend play dolls and figurines and whatever it is. And you can teach, you can use words like with your one-year-old or 18 month old, you know, like give me where's the spoon can I have the spoon and you're teaching them language but at the same time you're being a chef and you're playing with your older child yeah. so mm-hmm. just wanted to bring that up because I know sometimes parents are in those situations of like how do I play with two different age groups pretend That's play arts and crafts are really, really the best good. yeah I didn't even think about that but yeah that's pretty useful yeah because they're in like different different categories yeah learning learning milestones as yeah well. exactly yeah, but you can do different milestones with different age groups. You know, one is pretend play, and that's all they'll need at their age. But the other one is words and and just language. So it's okay to just speak about what you see in the environment, and and that's good enough for that age. These are gold. <laughs> can you just move in? Just move yeah. in. No, no, have you on call? Oh. <laughs> I'm just Cindy on call. That should be a good. That's a good uh, title for a podcast. I know that is. I just need. <laughs> constant cindy support i told you guys last time just email me i'm there i'll help you oh my gosh it's too good it's too many gems yeah (laughs) um so are there any other pointers or tips that you could share with um some parents about honestly like taking care of yourself in this transition Mm. as well because i think i'm for me, I feel like more fixated on how am I going to prepare everyone else mm. and often forget about how am I going to prepare myself for this transition? Cause I know my role is probably going to change significantly again. Mm. Um, and I haven't really taken it in. <laughs> mm. and I feel like I should probably start taking inventory of how I'm feeling and how I'm going to move forward once the baby gets here and what my new role is going to be and how I can ensure you know, doing what I need to do to make sure that I stay well. I mean, me personally, I've just, I've been going to therapy um, just to kind of mentally prepare myself. Cause I know like I had a lot of struggles with postpartum mm. the first time. So I felt like, okay, I'm going to, you know, start now and kind of hopefully find some tools to prepare myself mentally. But I know physically I'm going to be burnt out. I'm going to adjust to new routines and adjust to, you know, winter going to school and adjust to being a mom of two. So I think that 
I should probably start thinking about all of that as well now, especially because I'm so close to the finish line. And I'm like, oh, I should probably prepare something. Yeah. <laughs> I love the fact that you you anticipated like, you know, having struggles and that you're seeing a therapist now. Like, I think that's the best thing we can do for ourselves. And some of us, some people might not be able to do that. And I think the best thing to do is these check-ins with yourself, right? So mm-hmm. I only started doing that after my third child. And again, I, I started, I struggled the most after my third child. And that's when I started seeing a therapist and saying, okay, like I need to work on things. I, I went all the way back to my childhood and <laughs> in therapy sessions yeah. <laughs> to understand how certain parts of my own childhood were impacting how I was parenting. And what's interesting is I had studied all this stuff and like I teach people about parenting. I know the parenting styles that are the way we should do it, where it's respectful towards a child and we connect with them, but we also show them limits. Like it's that sort of balance between both. I knew that, but when my third child came, everything just went out the window. It didn't even matter what I knew because my mental health wasn't well. So for me, it mm-hmm. was just like every day was a struggle. Every day was a battle with not only what was happening with my kids, but with myself. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never going to be the way like I was raised. So I was raised like my my parents argued they never really had a good relationship by the time I was 11 my father left and never came back so Mm -hmm. for me there were a lot of issues around that that Mm -hmm. I was able to function in life as an adult like I mean I went to school you know got a job and whatever it was but then when I became a parent all those things mattered all of a sudden so for Mm -hmm. me it was going back to that and and really taking the time to say like how like I didn't see love in my environment you know like Mm -hmm. so when my child's crying crazy enough like does my child love me? Am I doing, am I wrong? Am I failing? My partner's upset because we didn't sleep and we said something, said something to each other. Are we not going to be together tomorrow? Like all these worries that didn't make sense, Mm -hmm. but it came back from not having been around that environment of love and seeing, seeing arguments that had repair after Mm -hmm. I would see arguments that never had repair. It was just like pure hatred, like between the two of them. So I didn't understand that after an argument, even a really intense argument, there's repair. Mm. And it's like that with our partners. And it's like that with our children. We, we can't yep. forget, especially as your daughters are getting older, um, there's going to be times where you scream and you yell or you say something that you're like, oh, I shouldn't have said that in the moment, but I did. It's too late. I can't take that away, but I can repair that. I can sit down with them once I'm calm, mm-hmm. once my child is calm and say, I'm really sorry. I shouldn't have said that. And we have those moments and I... I, I, I love you and I really shouldn't have said that. And I, I'm, I'm sorry. Anything that repairs it, I had never seen that. So to me, whether it was a child or a baby or a toddler screaming and crying, an older child saying, an older child saying, I don't want to be here or whatever it was. To me, it was all failure and it was all like an ending of a relationship. So I had to acknowledge mm. that. So I, I only bring that up because sometimes you don't realize how much of our past comes into our parenting like I said, mm-hmm. it doesn't impact us at work. We're, we're, we're doing what we have to do. But when we're a parent, it's just, it's like all yourself and your inner self, the best parts of yourself and the worst parts of yourself that are coming out. Yeah. And when it comes to, especially having multiple kids, I think that it's even more tr- true that we take the time to look back and say, how was I parented? You know, was there, did my parents teach me how to regulate emotions? And the, most of us did not like I every time I put this poll out on, on social media, it's like 80 percent of parents that are telling me that they never had any um, acknowledgement of their emotions growing up or emotions that were something that were bad. You know, like, you know, if you're anything other than happy in our home, if you're mad or you're sad, then you're disrespecting what I've given you. So people experience that, you know, all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but that leads to the fact that we didn't develop emotion regulation skills, which are skills that help us 
know what to do with an external factor, like somebody yelling at us or us getting mad at something and the internal part, it's a mix of both. So how do I feel inside? Am I internalizing? Am I saying that I'm fine when I'm, when I want to blow up like a volcano or am I yelling immediately and not taking the time to reflect? So those are all skills and our children, Mm -hmm. especially between the ages of zero and eight are going to learn these skills through us. So we have to work on that. So that is my biggest piece of advice is just really doing the work on yourself, going back to your past, understanding how you regulate and manage your own emotions because your child is watching. And we have those moments. I don't know if you guys have experienced this. When I'm tired, when I was tired, my kids were smaller. They were worse. <laughs> I don't know if that ever, like just things are worse, much worse. And it's <laughs> like, why now? Not today. Don't do this. I can't. I'm tired or I'm stressed about something, but it's because they're feeding off of my energy. And they're feeding Mm -hmm. off of what I'm giving out as behavior. I'm yelling more that day because I'm tired and they're yelling right back at me. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So we, we model a lot and it's a lot of pressure for us parents, but there's a lot that we can do to start the work. I don't know if all that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. It does. Yeah, it does. Um, I didn't even think about that part, but I know that um, as you mentioned before, Um, That's what I've been doing a lot more lately is really just going back to the beginning and understanding how I was parented. Mm -hmm. And we did mention um, that in one of our past episodes this season, it was kind of taking inventory of um, what our parents' parenting style was and Mm -hmm. kind of taking note of what worked and what didn't work and what we can carry over and what we definitely need to change. And I'm reflecting on that a lot now because I know I'm going to be more tired and I don't want to be someone that, you know, loses my patience and regrets a lot of things that I say to them because I do notice that when I am in a mood or I'm more tired, I do lose patience and that affects winter because she'll be like, are you mad at me? Hmm. and I'll have to be like no I'm not mad at you I'm just really tired and I didn't mean to snap at you like that I'm just really tired and I should have just said no instead of or I should have just said like we can't do it now instead of Hmm. no get away (laughs) you know and I definitely agree I think and I think the interesting piece too is understanding that even when you're accountable um and you apologize that like like adults that sometimes kids need time right I think sometimes that we think that like, well, I've apologized. It's like, well, like you should be okay now. Um, A small example of that is the other day, Yara was, when we were in Florida, Yara wasn't feeling well. Um, I didn't know that. So what she'll often do when um, she is in the bed with us and she doesn't want to sleep and she wants us to wake up, she'll just keep moving around. So she'll just keep shifting back and forth in the bed. So that's what she kept doing. And I got, I I kept saying, Yara, please stop moving, stop moving, stop moving. Cause I was so sleep deprived. I was just having a really hard time. I had to get up in the morning and start teaching summer school. I was spent. And she was just shifting, shifting, shifting. I'm like, Yara, you need to stop. And I like, I'm asking her profusely, like stop, 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 stop. Finally, I turn around and I slap her on her leg and I'm like, that's it. Stop. No more. And she's like, Okay. So she stops moving. I'm like, okay, perfect. <laughs> Mission accomplished. I don't want to slap yeah. you, but yeah, objective was met. <laughs> so then 20 minutes later, she gets up and kneels and I'm looking at her. I'm like, what's wrong? And I'm looking at her face. I'm like, oh my God, she's going to throw up. So I, she's, I'm like just waiting for it to happen. So she like, like lowers her head to the, like the sheet and just projectile vomits oh all gosh. over the seat. Oh, no. And I was like, oh my God, this whole time she was sick. So her stomach was upset and that's why she kept moving. It wasn't her trying to be disruptive. It was her trying mm-hmm. to be like, like trying to like, like, you know, navigate that. Mm-hmm. So I, she's, I take her to the washroom now. I'm cleaning her up and I'm like, Yara, 
um, no, so I, before I even get a chance to apologize, she immediately looks at me because I guess she can see that I'm like feeling bad. And she's like, and you hit me. <laughs> And I was sick and you hit me. And I was oh. like, and you're right. I'm like, I'm so sorry. It's like, you thought I was moving. I was sick and you hit me. And I'm like, I'm so, so sorry. You I'm like, guilt. you were right. I'm yeah. like, I didn't even ask you if you were okay. I'm like, I shouldn't have slapped you. I'm so sorry. And I'm like apologizing. And then we hug it down and I give her a kiss. And I'm thinking we're all good now. And she's like, it's okay, mommy. It's okay. So I'm like, okay, good. We're fine. She's cleaned up. She goes outside. She proceeds to tell the world. She's like, Papa, you know what mommy did? <laughs> I was sick. And then she goes to her auntie. And then like later on, I think it was like a little bit later. Yeah, she, yeah, you were choking, Yara. So now she's telling the story uh, <laughs> to anyone who will listen. And I said to her, uh, yes, I, I can't remember what, what, what the issue was. But anyways, she was like, and you hit me, mommy. I didn't like that. And I'm thinking like, oh, we're still here. <laughs> like we're circling back. But again, it's just that like, no, I'm not quite over it. Like I still, I'm like, you know, trying to reconcile the feelings around me not being well, you reacting in a way that was hurtful mm. and you just have to, you have mm. to go through the motion. So yeah, I think that's a really important piece being on like, you know, taking ownership and accountability, but also understanding that like they have a process too. Yeah. yeah. And you have to Same respect that. Us. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, we will, we'll act certain ways too, when we have needs or when we're not feeling well or whatever. It's just about mm-hmm. like remembering that they never intentionally want to do things to us to, to annoy us. <laughs> yeah. I know sometimes it feels that way, but there's always a reason behind it. And sometimes we don't even understand the reason, but this is true. You know, if we put ourselves in their shoes and they're acting a certain way, even with the new babies coming and they're acting out, just say like, how would I feel if I didn't understand the situation? And now I'm not being held by the person that I love. And, you know, like what's, you know, so if we kind of show empathy and compassion towards them, we, we, we do it for, we have to do it to ourselves too, by the way. Right. So we're allowed to make mistakes and perfection. If you yell one day, it's okay. But just about like the, I think curiosity and compassion, I don't know if I had said that last time, but these are like my guiding two words for parenting for life relationships in general, curiosity first, whether it's with a partner, a friend who says something that you don't agree with your child is doing something curiosity first and then compassion, because then it allows you to Put yourself in their shoes and say well yeah i would probably react the same way <laughs> even with their children mm-hmm. yeah that's a good point <laughs> but it helps us because sometimes we don't understand what they're doing or why um, yeah that's true but just you know if we don't know what it is in the moment there might be a repetition so just taking a note of like mm-hmm. okay this happens around dinner time or this happens around bedtime and then you might be able to point out what's going on a little bit better mm-hmm. oh boy the work never ends nope <laughs> <laughs> Uh, these are all gold, though, Cindy. We have to actually wrap it up. You know, unfortunately, I'm so sad because I'm trying to just like collect all these golden nuggets. I know <laughs> there's just too many. There's just I too know. many. <laughs> Thank you. But we've had with that. We have an episode like now for like before the babies arrive. Once they arrive, we're gonna have you on for a third time. And there you Please go. I'll be back. <laughs> believe. <laughs> back one more game. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be like the self care one. <laughs> Yes. just that exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll let you know how we did with these points yes <laughs> thank you so much for having me again 
But please tell our listeners where they can find you in case they are hearing you for the first time and they are not following you. Let them know where to find you. Yes. So uh, I am the founder of Curious Neuron, which is a parenting resource that is backed by science. So I take research articles and I summarize them for parents. I'm I'm a neuroscientist by training and I'm a mom of three. Um, so they could visit the website at curiousneuron.com. They can, and there's an academy there with some PDFs. I want to make it simple for parents. I don't want it to be big courses. Um, and there are research studies that you could join as new parents as well uh, from labs all around North America. Uh, you can follow us on Instagram at curious underscore neuron. And I'm also the new co-founder of an app, actually. Uh, it's called Wondergrade, and it's all about emotion regulation skills and mindfulness for kids and parents. So oh, if oh, yeah, nice. <laughs> there's a there's a, a, a one week free trial for, for parents to test it. And we're adding a new section now with the um, SOS button for parents so that when you're in a moment and your child is losing it and you just want somebody in your ears to tell you to breathe and that everything will be okay, we're there. <laughs> Genius. <laughs> it was through necessity for myself. <laughs> I created it for myself. <laughs> I was like, I, I need love an emergency button. <laughs> I need this. So, yeah. so does the world. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks Perfect. again, guys. Oh, absolutely. And with that being said, we're going to do our housekeeping folks if you've enjoyed this episode and our past episode head over to apple Podcasts and rate and review us with the five stars that we deserve for this episode because i know you guys are walking away with some nuggets here okay (laughs) um you can also catch us on the socials at wtn podcasts where you can see what we're up to on the daily and if you want to listen to our past episode, you can hit us up on wildlynap.ca where you could also contact us and let us know how you're doing. If you want a particular um, guest to suggest or a certain topic you want us to talk about, that's where you can hit us up as well. But I think that is all. So with that being said, nap time is over and we'll see you guys on our next episode. Bye, friends. Bye. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 